When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. will end tonight the game starting in a few minutes here Rangers and Devils game seven of that series the road team won the first four games the home team has won the last two so the Devils at home tonight hoping that trend continues round two will start tomorrow Panthers and Maple Leafs Kraken and Stars and of course your Edmonton Oilers in action on Wednesday game one at Vegas the time for that game still to be determined we should know that a little bit later on tonight of course we'll have the entire series for you here on 630 Ched remember the Shania Twain in town for a couple of shows including on Friday so there will be no Rogers Place watch party on Friday but there'll still be the gatherings downtown in the plaza and in the fan park to watch that one on the big screens Uh, they've only scheduled the first two games in that series so Oilers in Vegas Wednesday and Friday we don't even know the times for those and we don't know the dates beyond that but of course the Oilers into the second round for the second straight season the Oilers power play just deadly against Los Angeles, 56.3% went 9 out of 16. I thought I'd, I'd see how Vegas did killing penalties against the Jets. Not well. The Jets' PK was 58.3%, so barely higher than the Oilers' power play. Vegas killed off 7 out of 12 against Winnipeg. Now, the Oilers' PK did not do a great job against a very good L.A. power play, 14 out of 21, so the good old 66.6666 repeating percent. Uh, the Vegas' power play, relatively quiet against Winnipeg going 3 out of 16. Just thought I'd check that for comparison's sake to uh, to look at how the special teams might work. Two teams that know each other well in the same division played three games this season. The Oilers won three out of the four, one of them in overtime. The Oilers did have a lopsided victory against the Golden Knights this season. All the other games ended 4-3, one in regulation for Edmonton and uh, one each way in overtime. So away we go. Oilers into the second round against the Golden Knights. As uh, the Oilers, you know, working on a lot of things throughout the season, I I remember going back to 20 games into the season, quarter of the way into the year, the Oilers were 10 and 10. They were 10 and 10. They were a 500 team. And uh, as you know, with the way the standings are now, 500 gets you nowhere near the playoffs. And then halfway point of the season, 21, 8 and 3, you know, okay, not great, and then they, they took off from there with this incredible finish. And I know in the p- playoffs, you don't, you don't get a point for losing in overtime. It's black or white. There's no gray results where you get the single point. But I do think it's worth pointing out that the Oilers have not lost a game in regulation time since March 11th. 
they've that's 21 games. They have they were beaten in overtime three times. Once in the three on three overtime, and the two overtime games against Los Angeles. And and again, doesn't matter in the in the playoffs so much. But I think just for some context about how the team is playing and what a how tough they are to beat. No one has beaten them in a 60 minute game in 21 games. I mean, about seven weeks. So pretty incredible stuff for how Edmonton is doing, showing a lot of improvement in a lot of areas. They made a couple of key additions at the trade deadline. One of them, Matthias Ekholm and the big defenseman talks about how Edmonton has been uh, working on and improving the defensive side of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I can only speak for, for the time I've been here, and I think it, it, it's not like it was a catastrophe when I got here. I thought it was really good, and I think we've um, just kept going along those lines. I think we're playing a style of hockey right now where um, it gives us a chance every night, even though the playoffs, like, we're, we're playing tighter defensively. Everybody knows their roles and, and knows what, what to do defensively and, and, and still are able to cre- create offense. Uh, I think we're scoring enough goals to win games as well, so it's, it's been a pretty good mix, and, and that's obviously something we like to continue. Now, obviously, a couple games against LA, the Oilers did allow four goals against, but they were able to uh, win both those games by getting to five. So now taking on a Golden Knights team, and Zach Hyman tells you what he expects from Vegas. Probably a little bit of different style of hockey than, than we had in the, the LA series, but same sort of tight games, I would, I would imagine. Um, two teams that are separated, I think, two points in, in the standings. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. And, uh, yeah, we haven't, we haven't played these guys in, in the playoffs before. First ever meeting, yes, in the playoffs between the Oilers and the Golden Knights, who practiced today in Los Angeles. They decided to stay after winning the series, even though they, they didn't know for sure when the series against the Golden Knights was going to start. Uh, you know, I know we speculated after the game on Saturday that likely to be Tuesday or Wednesday. So rather than coming back to Edmonton for a day or two, they stayed in Los Angeles. Head coach Jay Woodcroft explains that decision. Yeah, you know what? Um, we had a plan uh, for what would happen when we won game number six. And uh, we just felt rather than putting the team on a plane ride all the way back up to Edmonton and then have to come back down to Las Vegas. It made sense to base out of uh, California. Um, we're thankful that the LA Kings made their practice facility available to us. Um, and uh, I just think um, keeping the group together, keeping our focus where it needs to be, um, you know, I think it's been a good couple days and we have one more tomorrow. All right, and then the game coming up on Wednesday, and I don't think the Oilers have any trouble with keeping their focus as they roll into the second round. Happy to hear from you tonight, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter. Send me a message there, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K. INS. I am going to quickly uh, pitch you an off-topic topic, and uh, you'll know why I'm asking this when we bring Jeff Merrick onto the show shortly after the 6.30 news. I, of course, you can send in Oilers stuff. Uh, I know you want to talk about that. Rob and I took plenty of calls uh, after the game on Saturday. I know Stoff was taking open-line calls on Oilers Now earlier today, which, by the way, pretty exciting. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer extended by an hour now every day during the postseason, not just on game days. So that excellent program is going to be on from noon to 3 every weekday, which is really exciting here as we roll through the playoffs. Uh, so, of course, I know you want to talk about the Oilers, how they match up against Vegas. Yeah. 
Yamamoto getting the goal? What do you do when Yanmark's healthy? How do you think Skinner's playing? All that kind of stuff. But the off-topic topic is which arena that you frequent or in Alberta that you've been to has the best fries, best rink fries in Alberta. That's what I want to know as well. 780-496-0063. And uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I, I think we're going to get into that with Jeff Merrick from the 32 Thoughts podcast when he joins us in about half an hour. So the first round, which will conclude tonight, has been incredible. I, I know I see speculation. Is this the best first round ever? I, it would certainly be up there if you look at the uh, quality of the games, the excitement of the games, the, the drama of the games, and then just the upsets. And, of course, it, uh, if it's not one of the biggest upsets of all time, it's, it's certainly one of the biggest ever. I mean, in terms of point di differential in a seven-game series, there's never been a bigger differential. Boston finished 43 points ahead of Florida. Edmonton finished 48 points ahead of L.A. back in 1982. That was a best-of-five series that the Kings won in five. So, yes, a massive upset for uh, Florida to pick Boston or, or to beat Boston. Or, or was it? You know, you know, there were some people back on April 17th, speaking of Oilers now, who maybe thought the Panthers were going to win the series. I also think... To quote something you said, Bob, 17 years ago about a certain team, Florida is all wrong for the Boston Bruins. I agree. They played pretty well at the end. I think the goaltender, Lyon, the out-of-nowhere story can do it for one more round. I think the illness that's running through Boston is concerning. Their coach even, I think he called it disconcerting. And I think Florida has the best player in the series with Matthew Kachuk, who would be on my Hart Trophy ballot. If I if I voted, I'm taking the Panthers in seven. Okay, I'm not. Wow. And that was Jack Michaels with the obligatory wow at the end of my pick. And I will say this for Stoff. He was as close to on board as he could have been without actually picking the Panthers. He thought it was going to be a tough series. So, look, Kellen, we're not rolling that. So, you know, I'm trying to say, oh, I am the greatest predictor of all time mm -hmm. or, or, or I deserve a bunch of credit. That's not why we're putting that on there. Mm -hmm. But it should go without saying that I deserve a lot of credit and I'm the greatest predictor of all time. Hey, that's okay. If uh, <laughs> if New Jersey beats Rangers tonight, I took Jersey and seven in this series, so I'm hoping for a Jersey well, victory tonight. I, so. I'm not right. Well, I might, still might get the winning team. I took Rangers in four. Wow. Well, it looked good after the first <laughs> two games because they won the first two on the road. And then Akira showed up. And then they got Akira from the uh, anime series That's to, right. to play net. He powered up. And obviously, everything I, had, <laughs> I said there with uh, Lyon didn't ultimately finish the series in net for the Panthers, but Brofsky was in there. I got to tell you, you got to remember this about Florida. They won the President's Trophy last year. They're a, and, and I know the President's Trophy team hasn't won the Cup in, what are we at, 10 years or something now? So I know that's no guarantee of playoff success, but if you if you win the President's Trophy, you're still a darn good team. I mean, Boston's an outstanding team. They didn't get by round one. And Florida has a lot of that team back. Oh, and they added... I know they traded a couple important guys, but again, I, I think Kachuk right now is one of the top three or four players in the NHL. And, and still playing... Like he's right up there, and and no disrespect to the Leafs because they got an excellent team, and Matthews won the Hart Trophy last year. I once again think that the Panthers have the best player in that series, 
and that's and that's Matthew Kachuk. We're going to do more picks on Oilers now tomorrow, but I can give you a, a little, little bit of a preview here. A little bit of a teaser. I, I'm probably going to pick the Panthers an, again. An inside sports exclusive. Well, why not? Why not? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We also have Gord Stellick coming up tonight from Sportsnet five ninety, the Fan in Toronto, former. Florida Panther Bill Lindsay, now an analyst with the NHL Network, is going to be on the show. I think he was pretty thrilled with it last night. And, of course, more Oilers tack. We're going to cover a lot of playoff bases this evening. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, four and a half minutes into the first period. No score. Game seven, Rangers and Devils. Devils are on the tail end of a power play. 780-496-0063. We have Dale standing by. Hello, Dale. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Quite well. That's good. The best ring fries used to be at the Wild Rose Arena in Camrose. Okay. They were the absolute best. They were always made fresh right in front of you. Now you get their fries. They're always like, under the heat lamp for two or three or four minutes, and they're disgusting. What happened? What happened to the rink? Well, why why did they change the fries? What happened? No, like that was just how they made them out the wall of the rows. Nowadays, they don't make them that fresh in front of you. Like that old that old barn got tore down here probably about ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Oh, so it's it gone. Was, okay, it's gone. It's it's actually the oldest barn, one of the oldest barns in Alberta. Oh, neat. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Dale, but thank you for yeah. giving it a plug. And it was uh, uh, the best ice ever, too. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. What else you got? That's about, it. That's about all I got, Reed. No oiler stuff? <laughs> just fries? That's okay. Just fries. <laughs> That's okay. Well, that was the question. I'm just answering your question. No, I'm glad you did. I thought I thought maybe you had an Oilers comment as well. That's okay. I appreciate that you answered the question. 780-496-0063. So Wild Rose Arena in Camrose, which is no longer standing. So that is Dale checking in. Simon on the line as well. Hello, Simon. Hello, how are you? Pretty good. What's on your mind? I want to talk about the initiating in Game 6. I thought there was quite a few missed calls against the Kings. I haven't heard anybody talk about that yet. Uh, I, can, I can only remember, did, did Hyman or somebody not take a high stick that I was surprised that wasn't called? Yeah, Kane, Kane took a high or stick. Kane. It was like the same play that then Hyman got the elbowing call, which I thought was a bit of a soft call. Oh, that's, right yes. That was the sequence. Yeah, I was, I, I guess I was a little surprised at the high stick not being called because I think, Simon, I know there's a lot of debate about the officiating always in playoffs. I mean, it's, uh, and you saw in the Edmonton LA series, uh, a power play was almost an automatic goal both ways at yeah. some, at some times. Because LA's power play was pretty darn good too, I thought. I, I, I usually the high sticks are called though, right? I mean, I know sometimes late in the game, a little hook, a little slash that might have been called earlier might not get called. I, I was a little surprised the high stick to Kane's face wasn't called. I can't think of anything else otherwise, but you, you can refresh my memory if you like for well, sure. In the third period, I thought there was at least, and I, again, I didn't see the replay on him, so it wasn't wasn't tough to be able to tell for sure. But I thought there was a couple of slashes that broke. Oilers sticks, you know, which is exactly what Major Hopkins was called for in uh, was it game three when we lost in overtime. Yep. Um, 
but we didn't see any replay replay, so I, I couldn't quite confirm. But it, it looked to me like there was about two different slashes that broke like broke all their sticks. So yeah, yeah, they they often call those as well. Simon, I I know. Um, I mean, we've talked about this. Stoff has talked about it. Uh, I, I know uh, my buddy Jason Greger on 1260 has put out stats on this as well. And it's actually a fallacy that there are fewer penalties called in the playoffs. The last three or four years, there's actually been more power plays per game in the playoffs than in the regular season. But, and I don't have it with me right now, but uh, I don't know if you know Sunil Ag- Agnihotri. He's, he's a really intelligent uh, Oilers fan, and he does some blogging stuff, and he's got a website called thesuperfan.ca. And he heard me talking about this. You know what? I didn't know this was going to come up, so I don't have it ready. But he sent me a piece that somebody wrote, and the interesting thing was is that the number of penalties called decreases generally as a series goes deeper. So I guess the question that we discussed, Simon, over Nacho some night is that because the referees back off as the series go deeper or because the players get more careful the longer series goes, right? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think about round two? Are you feeling good? Oh, yeah. I'm excited, and uh, I hope we take them in five or six, but we'll see. Okay. Thanks for listening, man. Call anytime. Thank you. That is Simon checking in 780-496-0063. Oilers knocked off the Kings on Saturday. Golden Knights are next. Kellen, do you have like one fry text you can throw at me now? Yeah, uh, Jason's got us hooked up here. He says, my wife and the kids rink, rink, rink fries when we go to hockey games. And the best we've had are from the Bonnev- sorry, Bonneville C2 Center. Not Bonneville C2 Center, but the Bonneville C2 Center. Bonneville C2 Center, which I think is... Um, was that the renovation they did to the RJ Lalonde Arena? Now, it's been a long time since, obviously, I worked in Lloyd and sometimes I'd go to Bonneville, so I could be way behind. But I thought when I left Lloyd, there was some sort of um, plan in the work for, uh, like, an add-on to the to the RJ Lalonde Arena, which is where the Pontiacs played, I think, still play there. Okay, so we got to vote for Bonneville. That is cool. Uh, Jeff Merrick coming up next. 